Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased you are all here with me today. Uh, For those tuning in on talkradio.nyc, I hope you listen to Hot Women Rock and Dismantle Racism just before my show with our two new hosts, uh, uh, Pat Duckworth and uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Terrilyn Curry Avery, Dr. TLC. Um, two wonderful new shows on the network. I'm really proud of them. They're doing very well. Uh, I hope you're tuning in. The station has been doing great and, and all kinds of people joining us. So I hope you all are doing well this week. And uh, we'll start off as usual with a section of my book, uh, Everyday Awakening, which don't forget, if you haven't picked up a copy yet, you can always pick up a copy at Everyday Awakening Book. And today's section is entitled, What Would We Do If We Had No Fear? Fear is a normal part of everyday life. We carry fear with us wherever we go. But how much are we missing out on because of fear? What possibilities are we closed off to? What joyful experiences are we not pursuing? Fear is insidious. It creeps into our thinking without our knowing. It blocks our dreams, hopes, and desires. So how can we get unblocked? How do we recognize how fear is holding us back? By asking ourselves one simple question. What would I do if I had no fear? It is amazing what one question can evoke. Keep in mind, I'm not saying that you won't be afraid. Just that when we ask ourselves that question, a whole new world of possibilities suddenly emerges. We may still be afraid, but once we know what we would do if we didn't feel fear, we can begin to move in that direction. We can bring the appropriate options to the table and act on them. We do not have to eliminate our fear. We do not have to work through our fear. We just have to recognize where it is holding us back and move in that direction. It is where we want to go. It is what we want to be doing anyway. We just didn't know it. Now we do. And now we also can take the smallest steps in that direction and bypass the fear. So what would you do right now, if you had no fear? Can you see where your fear is holding you back? I I, I love this section of the book. 
and and it was all triggered by i wish i could remember who it was that said it but i was in either some class or at some meeting and and somebody said you know what would you do if you had no fear and it just like my eyes got really wide and i opened up and i was like oh what a great question and and i love good questions i'm always looking for good questions because sometimes I feel the quality of our life is in the quality of questions that we ask and ask ourselves. And I thought about it and I was like, what would we do if we had no fear? What a wonderful question. And it's interesting how it just evoked and it brought up like, oh, I would do this and I would do that. And, And I heard different people sharing what they would do if they had no fear. And I realized, wow, you know, we, there are so many little things that hold us back, that limit our thinking, that really all come out of fear. And, and we don't often realize it, unless you're the kind of person, person that's always pushing yourself, that's, you know, working, we got to dream bigger and do more and do this and do that, which there aren't really a lot of people like that. There are some, but there are not a lot of people like that. Um, and unless you're that kind of person, you don't even see how fear is holding. Oh, let me speak for myself. I don't even see how the fear is holding me back. And then suddenly you ask this little question, what would we do if we had no fear? And boom, it's like, oh, it's like, I would do this, but why am I not doing it? I must have some fear around it. Or I would do that. Why aren't I doing that? Oh, yeah, there's some fear around it. And and you may think, well, I'm I'm not doing this and come up with some logical reasons and some logical excuses why not to do that. And it may sound real good. Yet if the, the idea is brought to mind by asking the question, what would you do if you had no fear? Then you got to ask yourself, Is it that this logical reason is what's holding you back from it? Or is it the fear? And and it's just so interesting following when I follow my own thinking that I think I don't have a lot of fear around things, which in general, I don't. There's very, I mean, there are certain things I won't do, not just out of fear, but out of practicality. And I just don't want to put myself in danger. Like, look, if you're into bungee jumping and you want to go like, uh, you know, flying down on this, this elastic cord, be my guest. Um, I know a lot of people have gone skydiving and, you know, I've thought about it and I would like, you know, I'm curious and I might do skydiving one day, but I guess the idea of just jumping out of a plane with a parachute, you know, perfectly good plane, it just doesn't hold a lot of appeal to me. (laughs) Um, But I I do recognize there is some fear there, but there's some also like, I'd rather, you know, not have the experience of something going wrong with that. Uh, You know, there are a lot of things we can do that if something goes wrong, you know, different things can happen but we're not going to die from it you know what i'm talking about but if something goes wrong when you're skydiving like death is an extreme possibility i don't like doing things where death is an extreme possibility if something goes wrong yeah i know there's some fear in there but but i'm okay with that but but it's just the idea of bringing up the question so we can see 
where the fear is affecting us. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that we have to do anything about it in the moment. It's really just about increasing our awareness and being more conscious in our choices. And you may say like, okay, yeah, fear is is stopping me from doing this. And now that I recognize it, I might do it. I might not do it, but at least I see the fear. It's, It's not always about oh, I have some fear, I have to do it. Like, I know some people like, you know, something like that. And it's like, they dig into it and they got to run towards it. And it's like, oh, this fear. No, I've got to conquer my fear. I'm, I'm not always so sure that we always have to conquer our fear. I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in no always and no never. <laughs> you know, this is, there are always possibilities. Um, at least though, if we're aware of it, if we can see it, and if we keep raising the question so we can keep noticing in different aspects of our life where there actually is fear, then we can be more informed when we're making a decision. We can be a little more conscious when we're choosing different courses, different, different ways for us to go, you know, we can say, hmm, oh, I wonder if it's my fear of that creeping up. Or I wonder if it's a fear of this. So that we can just notice and be present to when it is affecting us. And again, we may be okay. <laughs> you know, like I'm okay with a little bit of fear keeping me from going skydiving. It, I mean, I, I, I probably will do it one day when the situation is right. But like, I'm okay that it's not happened yet. And so uh, I, I just, I like this section of the book because it's one of those ones where it's asking that question to just raise more possibilities. What would we do if we had no fear? And so between now and next week's show, I'm just going to put it out to you. Think about what would you do if you had no fear? And, you know, when you come up with things, are any of those things things that actually you really want to do? Is, Is fear keeping you from following your heart's desire, from really pursuing something? And if it is, Think about it, consider it, and maybe, just maybe, maybe you don't want to let fear stop you from pursuing your dreams. So, wonderful section from the book. I I hope you enjoyed it. I I see William on the Facebook Live joining us today, our loyal listener, William. Great to see you, William. Thanks for joining us. And of course, as always, if uh, during the show and the conversations that we have, if anyone has any questions or comments and you're listening on the Facebook Live, please, please uh, post your questions and your comments. Well, now it is time for me to introduce a wonderful, wonderful guest to you. Um, I'm very happy to bring on Waleska Lazo, who is an expert on emotional healing and habit formation, who is fascinated by the power of gratitude to transform pain into wisdom. You know me, I'm a big believer in gratitude. Uh, Waleska is the creator of the 28-day online uh, 5 Minutes to Gratitude 
uh, course, which is a passionate, expressive serial entrepreneur and mother of two. She's born in Nicaragua and immigrated to Canada with her family as a teenager. She earned a Bachelor of Arts and a master's degree in criminal justice from the University of Toronto. I have to ask her about that. Um, in 95, Waleska uh, co-founded Embanet. Uh, 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 a pioneering e-learning provider for higher education solutions and services with a former husband and another business partner. They sold the company in 2007. Now it is part of Pearson PLC. In 2009, Waleska co-founded uh, Magnum Opus Development Group, a real estate construction firm. Seemed like me. She's in real estate too. Used to be. I used to be. Uh, in 2011, uh, she also founded Dreamcatcher Print, a small independent press through which she has published a series of books about real life heroes for young readers and books on personal transformation for adult readers. Some of her titles include The Gift of Bravery, the story of Eli Cohen, uh, Confessions of a Mom to Her Child, a memoir and The Best Worst Thing That Happened to Me, and The Gratitude Blueprint. Uh, Waleska is a heart math certified facilitator. Ooh, we love her heart math. I if you haven't caught it, um, I did a while back have the, one of the co-founders of heart math uh, on my show uh, a few months ago. So you want to do a search for that. Uh, having successfully completed a six-part course on facilitating the processes for stress, anxiety, and self-regulation. And currently, Waleska splits her time between homes in Hollywood, Florida, in the U.S., and Toronto uh, in Canada. And of course, being from Nicaragua, she has to be bilingual in English and Spanish. And uh, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Waleska. You have to unmute yourself. Um, I say it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful for you to be here. Uh, just out of curiosity, you, you moved to Canada when you're relatively young. Do you have, still have relatives in Nicaragua? Do you ever go back there to visit? I, I have gone back twice, but the first time I went back, 30 years have passed. So uh, I went back to a whole different world. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, it's interesting. I just uh, reconnected with an old friend I haven't seen in decades who I went to summer camp with when I was in high school. And, and it was just so interesting to, you know, when you reconnect your, with something from your past after many years, you know, brings up those memories and you can really get some perspective and see how much you've grown in that time. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so uh, 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 it's already time to take a break, uh, but I really want to talk a little bit more when we come back about sort of your background and, and what kind of motivated you to, to go from having a degree in criminal justice to like founding a whole bunch of different companies in, in the learning space. Um, and and I'm, I'm curious also about your books, especially uh, 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 the best worst thing that happened to me. And I'm also curious, I'm curious about all of them, actually. So we're, we're going <laughs> to dig into them. Okay, well, Aska. Sounds great. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook on Facebook Live. And we will be right back after these messages. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. 
Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on Talk Radio NYC. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Waleska Lazo, uh, a, a emotional healing and transformational specialist. So, Waleska, I'm really curious because, I mean, I never studied criminal justice. I did have a friend who did when I was in college. But how do you go from being somebody who's in the justice system into somebody who's who's a transformational specialist? What, what kind of took you from that to to, to you know, starting all these different businesses and getting involved in this kind of work. Sure. Thank you. I mean, a string of miracles, you know, there's a, there's no coincidences in life and we all have a, a destiny and how we get there. It's up to us because the universe gives us free will. And I yeah. believe that my steps were always guided. I was so passionate about law. I wanted to be a criminal lawyer more than anything in the world. Hmm. Because in Nicaragua, I came from a, a long line of doctors in my family uh-huh. okay. on both sides. Everyone was a doctor. So I thought, what a better gift than the gift of life, you know, when someone needs you. And I just didn't develop the passion for medicine. So the next best thing in my mind was law, because what better gift than the gift of freedom? You know, I was romanticizing the law, you know, saving someone accused wrongly. Right. So you wanted to be a defender, not a prosecutor. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Defender. (laughs) And uh, I, unfortunately, when I came to Canada, English was my second language. And I did not do well on the admissions test, the LSAT. Uh, And I kept trying and trying. I just couldn't understand why my dream of helping people wasn't coming true. 
So I went into doing a master's in criminal justice because I thought that would weigh more mm. in my application. And he did right. uh, What is so interesting is that my, my wish, my goal, my passion was helping people. Mm. So the universe heard that. It's just that the means that he used were different. So I went on to, when I didn't get into law school, I went to create this company called Embanet. And what Embanet did is bring education to people in every corner of the world. Oh, wow. If you were a full-time worker and you wanted to upgrade your education, you couldn't leave your full-time job because you have a family to support. Embanet enabled people like that to go to school part-time online and upgrade their education so that they could, you know, mm. do better things in their life. And by doing that, you know, we, we had about um, a million enrollments worldwide. Wow. So and I this is, that, that's pretty actually pioneering at the time, because I mean, now we think yeah. of online learning, like it's no big deal, but back in 95, exactly. there weren't too many places where there were online learning programs, were there? No, nothing. I mean, when we started the whole concept it was 1993, actually, oh. we beta tested everything. So there was no Google. I mean, yeah. that helped wow. put things in perspective. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, oh, and I got to ask you, Waleska Lazo, it's not exactly a Nicaraguan name, is it? No, it isn't. The name is actually a Polish last name. Uh, Marie Wolushka in history, she was Napoleon's lady. Oh. And so her last name, my father liked it and gave it to me as a first name. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. I just, I, I love like hearing people's backgrounds just because it adds so much uh, texture and richness to, to understanding people. Um, okay, so you did the online learning, you sold that company, and then you got into real estate. What, what attracted you to real estate? Well, you know, ever since I was a little girl, I was extremely ambitious. And it's funny that you talked about fear and what would you do if, you know, if you didn't have fear. And my question since I was a little girl was always, you know, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Mm. Which is kind of related, right? Because it's our failure, our fear of failure that that stops us from pursuing our dreams. And I always wanted to achieve big things. So Mm. I went into personal development or self-help very early on, you know, with Anthony Robbins, yeah. <laughs> Nightingale, Napoleon Hill, all those things. And, yeah. you know, what they teach us is that you can achieve whatever you put in your mind, right? Nothing right. is impossible. And so I went to do exactly what these books were telling me to do. And I went and I achieved great things. And then I sold my business. I was on top of the world. Mm. And I remember saying, now I have the money, I have the time, I can do whatever I want. This is amazing. I remember the day after the sale, waking up and not having to go to an office and thinking, mm-hmm. this is the best. Mm-hmm. I can do I can. A week into it, I, would go, I was going crazy. <laughs> so a month into it, I went, I dipped into a, a depression. Oh. And I began to question my existence, believe it or not, because... Mm. I, it went through my mind that everything that I had up until that point, I had accomplished because I was associated with my ex-husband and together we did this. Oh. But I needed to know that I could do something of my own. And I had, up to that point, I had not created anything of my own. 
So I went on a crazy journey and I pretty much destroyed everything good that I had in my life. Really? My ex-husband couldn't make me happy. I blamed him for my own Mm -hmm. happiness. So Mm -hmm. I got divorced. I broke our home. I Uh, went on and did some crazy things that got me into the wrong relationships till the point where my unhappiness and my inability to look at my blessings uh, manifested in my body developing a serious chronic illness Ah. that no specialist could diagnose or cure. Really? Suffering. Yeah, it was extremely painful for three years. I was a guinea pig. They would put me on all kinds of treatments, horrible side effects. They didn't know what I had. It didn't register in their medical testing. Whatever I had was not registering. And then I was asking, I was praying for Mm. guidance, for an answer. And I remember being on a walk and I was hearing a podcast and it was a guy by the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And my answers, my, my prayers were answered because he said one line, one sentence that changed my life. Mm-hmm. He said, if you think logically about a disease, a disease is something that starts in the body. So why would you think to go outside the body to heal it? And that changed my life because in that moment, I realized that if I wanted to get healed, I had to take control of my own healing Mm. and I had to go within Mm. to find the cure. And the fact that they didn't know what I had was in fact a blessing because every time I went to the doctor, you hope for a diagnosis, right? You want to hear what's wrong because if you know, at least there's hope for, for a cure, Right, And that forced me, Sam, to go through every layer of my life and to look at all the things that had led my body out of balance for such an extended period of time to develop that illness. Mm-hmm. So I went on a spiritual path and decided that I couldn't continue to live my life the way I had been living it. Right. Because, you know, I was, I was just getting worse and worse. And so I decided one night, I had a dark night of the soul on my bathroom floor on a fetal position. And that night, I decided that I was going to let myself die, literally, in order to transform. I tell all my clients, you have to be willing to die. You have to be willing to let go, to kill all those parts of you that are not serving your highest good. Hmm. And at that moment, I decided that I was going to look at my life from a different set of lenses. And I began Mm. to appreciate the blessings that I had because my entire life, I was focused on what I didn't have and I thought I needed to be happy. Even though I was extremely successful and blessed with, you know, husband, children, I was always focusing on what I didn't have. And so I shifted, I completely went the other way and I chose to every day not get out of my bed so my feet wouldn't touch the ground before I spent five minutes immersed in gratitude Mm. for everything that I had and you know that was working very nicely and then I've realized that it's so easy to be grateful when things are good in your life right you have good things happening but the key to gratitude And this is what I try to really drive the point in my book and in my courses. 
is that gratitude is so much more than that. Yeah. You have to be willing to look at your life in its entirety with the good, the pain, the grief, and be grateful for it all. Yeah. So you can look back at your life and say, I love it all. I take it all, you know, with right. all the suffering, then right. you can begin to evolve because right. you look at the lessons. You stop focusing on the hurt and you start to look at the lessons. Three months into my system of gratitude, I noticed that I wasn't feeling the the, the illness, the pain. Ah, so you literally use gratitude to heal yourself. Yes. There's a specific system that I developed that I call FMTG, five minutes to gratefulness. But mm-hmm. that system, as, as simple as it sounds, it has years and years of research mm-hmm. and application of epigenetics, neuroplasticity, uh, heart-brain coherence, and transcendental meditation. All that I combined into this system that later oh. became you know, the book. And it really teaches people how you heal from the inside out. And it's 28 layers of your life that you have to be willing to change. Mm-hmm. And rebirth a new person that looks at your life from a whole different point of view. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, awesome, awesome. Oh, there's so much about the whole story that, of what you said. I have so many questions, um, but we've got to take our, our next break. Um, it's really amazing how gratitude, it, and it's something that I, I use myself, I, I, I use with my clients all the time. There is so much magic and power in gratitude. And, and it's such a simple thing. Yet, how often do we forget uh, that this simple little thing called gratitude can have so much power? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So when we come back, um, I, I, I want to ask you, well, I, I'm, I'm going to jump around a little bit, but I definitely want to ask you about like how you got started writing books and what kind of brought you on that journey. Um, and, but there's also some things about uh, the story and everything else that, that I want to dig into just a little bit more. Okay. Absolutely. So wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the conscious consultant hour, awakening humanity. We're speaking this hour with Waleska Lazo, creator of the five minutes to Uh, gratefulness and we will be right back after these messages do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life hi i'm pat duckworth women's health strategist and host of the hot women rock radio show empowering women leaders at menopause join me every thursday at 10 a.m eastern time 3 p.m uk time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, I see uh, William says on the Facebook Live that he loves Joe Dispenza's too. And uh, I see Patty also checking in. Uh, not in Tucson, Arizona today, Patty, I see in, uh, in Washington. Awesome. So welcome. Um, uh, so, Aleska, the, you know, it's quite interesting hearing your story. Like, and, and it might confuse some people who haven't been in your situation that you really achieved kind of the quote unquote pinnacle of success. You created a successful uh, business, you sold it, you, you, you had a relationship, you, you, had, you could do pretty much anything you wanted to do, yet you, you still um, inside, you, you didn't feel good about. I don't know if it was yourself or the situation or anything. What was it that, that, you know, was, was something that, that you weren't able to really celebrate what you had at that time? I think I wasn't able to be mindful, you know, of mm. my blessings because I was always focusing on more more more. Mm. And when you are constantly focusing on the external to make right. you feel happy, you know, you, you're going to be unhappy forever. And I kept longing. Once I sold the business, I had nothing to do. And so I felt that, you know, what is my life going to be? Mm. Just a wife and a mother. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I love being a mother more than anything in the world. But mm. deep inside, I had this calling that I wanted to make a difference in the world. I just uh. did not know how. And when I hit rock bottom, um, there was a betrayal that I went through that really was the pinnacle of my awakening. That's what uh, cracked me open, as they say, so that the light, that the light could, go, could go through. I started realizing that there were other people from around the world that were suffering and thinking that that has to be the end. And it isn't, mm, right? Like there was always right. a way out of darkness. Right. And so I began to write a little as a method of healing for myself. Right. Right. Yeah. I was curious, like, and, and, and what got you to, what was your very first book that you wrote? Um, well, before my awakening in my, you know, um, mm -hmm. 
hitting rock bottom, I started writing for the, the books for on children. Ah, uh, okay. And that's because I just thought, you know, it's I have young kids and it's so wonderful if you can start them early on self-development, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the age where they're most um, moldable, I guess. Right. But what got me to really write the books on self-help for people is just through my own journey. You know, they say uh, writers write about what they need most. Right, right. right? So when I went through this process of healing my illness, but not just my illness, my entire life, I wanted to communicate that message, to share that message with others. Gotcha. That's what got me onto the path of writing. Right. And you know, it's interesting because you were, before you had your quote unquote dark night of the soul, you had already been into personal development, right? Yes. But from a different angle, more on achieving financial success, financial freedom. Right. And And then I went on the other side. Right. And the internal freedom. Exactly. And and it's the thing that I think sometimes confuses some people, because we think that like, oh, and, and again, myself the same way. I mean, although I, I had been on a very spiritual path early in life, and then I moved pretty far away from it. But then I got back into sort of the personal development. And, and, and now it's kind of which brought me back onto my spiritual path again. But it's the spiritual path that actually brought the internal happiness, not the external, you know, uh, think and grow rich kind of yes. things. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think sometimes it, it confuses people because they think like, well, wow, like, like you've, you've, you've gotten into the stuff, you've learned the, the, how to master your mind and do all these amazing things. Like, how could you not be happy? And I think the reason why it sometimes confuses people is that we don't understand that there's a deeper calling within us. And, and I just, I, I often think of the quote, which is completely uh, miscredited to the Dalai Lama, because <laughs> I researched this when I was writing my book, and it actually wasn't the Dalai Lama, it was someone else who said it, uh, 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 um, an ecologist, I believe, uh, that the world does not need more successful business people, it needs uh, healers, teachers, uh, peacemakers. Mm. And, and because we're so programmed by society about what we think we should want, we keep moving forward in that direction. And it's good for society because the more successful we are, the more we contribute to the, the GDP, the more we contribute to the economy, where we contribute, there's more taxes, everything else. So it's good for society. But it's not necessarily what our soul is calling for. It's not necessarily what what enlivens our heart and our spirit and makes us grateful to get up in the morning. Um, so, so once you kind of, you know, went through your 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 physical trial and then you you kind of healed yourself. Um, I'm assuming that kind of heart math is what you found in that process, that it wasn't something you found before. Yes, Am I right? Correct. Yes. Yes. So how did you come across heart math and, and what was it that you learned through the heart math that all of a sudden kind of made you go, Oh my God. Yes. So what happens is, so, as I said, I was very sick and I heard Joe Dispenza say that. So I went and I did research, you know, in criminal justice, they make you do a lot of research. So <laughs> yes. that's kind of where, I was able to apply the skills that I learned and I started to learn everything that I could from people that had healed themselves. Mm-hmm. What did they know that I didn't? 
And I just started to apply everything that I was learning. And then I followed people like Joe and Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton with epigenetics. And I followed these people and I just started to apply everything. And through Greg Braden, I learned of heart math. And so I went into it and I applied heart math every single day of my life. There's not a day that I don't spend five minutes. And it's beautiful because you can buy this device that you hook up to your phone with a sensor and, mm-hmm. you know, it guides your breathing to harmonize your heart and your brain. And what it does, when you harmonize your heart and your brain, when you elicit, you know, those feelings, those emotions of gratitude, appreciation, compassion for something or someone in your life, you released 1,400 biochemical reactions in your body. Mm-hmm. You start to produce all kinds of hormones that support healing and repair. Right? So wow. when you are constantly doing this, and that's why it's habit formation, and I said, right. just get five minutes. If for five minutes a day, you can do this, right? The right. cumulative effect. It's not that five minutes is going to heal your life. It's right. the cumulative effect, right? Over time of waking up in the morning and just saying, thank you. Thank you yeah. because I, my head left the pillow. Right. Because I was able to see another, you know, sunrise. But when you get into the habit, your body is going to heal little by right. little. Right. Because now you're priming yourself for success. Right. And and so you you really learned a lot about um you know gratitude and you created this course, this 28-day course called 5 minutes to to gratefulness. Um how how long ago did you create the course? 2 years ago. 2 years ago. Yeah, I and- had been applying it, I had healed myself and then people around me that knew me, you know, were going through some chronic depression and they said, well, can you help us? That's when I realized, and I said, yes. And I started, you know, teaching people a system and I realized this is too time consuming one-on-one. How do I, you know, reach more people? And that's when it hit me that I needed to create a practical guide step-by-step that someone can follow and apply to transform their life. Right, right. And and I know you have a, a, um, a, a gift for us, uh, which I'm posting into the uh, Facebook Live, and we'll put it in the show notes of this uh, free demo course. Um, and, and when did the idea of writing the book, The Gratitude Blueprint, come about? Well, it came about through that when I started helping people one-on-one on how to heal their own depression and I thought, okay, no, I'm, I'm going to write. I need to write it. Mm-hmm. I need to write this process so that I can then send it out to the world. Ah. So that's what got me the idea. And then what I did is I wanted to test the concepts. Ah, because nice. They worked for me. They worked for a few people locally. But how do I know if this if thing is actually going to work? So right. in November of 2019, I went on Facebook and I asked for volunteers. Oh. I asked for 20 people. I got mm-hmm. 300 applications. I ended up choosing 38 <laughs> people from wow. all six continents, men and women. I chose people that were extremely happy with their lives and people that were very long in their lives, people who said they knew everything about gratitude and people that didn't. And the results were crazy. I never mm. would have expected what happened. People were healing. I had people with PTSD. I had someone on a wheelchair that started walking. I mean, oh wow, incredible things happened. So 
I just kept rolling the course and getting the, you know, spreading the word out there. And uh, yeah, that has been the journey. And I'm the most happy and fulfilled when I'm of service to others. Yeah. That was my calling. Yeah. 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 Isn't it? I, I find it's true of almost everybody I know who's really in touch with themselves. It's when we're in service, when we're in contribution, when we're helping other people that we actually feel the most fulfilled, don't we? Yes, exactly. And the fact that I had gone through an illness, the fact that I was able to right. show that you can heal by going within and I'm just a normal mom. You know, yeah. that resonates with people because I'm not some doctor out there. Right. <laughs> so it that resonates with people because I am one of them. And yeah. If I can do it, they can do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I always say to people all the time, I'm just a nice Jewish boy from the Bronx. I'm not something special. <laughs> I'm just an average guy. And it's like if average people can can do this stuff, then anybody can do it. Yeah. Um Awesome. All right. It, it, it's time, believe it or not, time flies so much and having fun. We One last break uh, before we finish up the show. Um, I just want to ask you about your other books, like The Best Worst Thing That Happened to Me. And also just uh, maybe we talk a little bit more about the, uh, the Gratitude Blueprint and what, what people will, can expect from the book versus the course. Okay? Absolutely. Thank Wonderful. You. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And if you miss any part of the show or you want to listen to any of our older shows, we're on all of the podcasting platforms on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, just anywhere you, you already listen to podcasts, just search for the Conscious Consultant Hour. You will find us there. We will be right back after this. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Waleska Lazo, author of the book, The Gratitude Blueprint. Um, uh, so, Waleska, before we get into your other book, uh, what can people expect to pick up The Gratitude Blueprint? I'm assuming it's available most places, Amazon, major booksellers. Um, so what can people expect to it? Like, how is it different from the course? Well, it's... The book itself, the only difference with the course is that when you take the course, it keeps you accountable because you go into a cohort with mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. right? So it keeps you accountable and you have to post your reflections on a daily basis and you get 28 meditations that ah. help you optimize getting to your heart brain coherence quicker. The book has mm. a built-in journal. If someone wants to just do the course on their own, after every lesson, there is a built-in journal where they can write their reflections. Oh, okay. That. Um, but right now, for anyone who buys the book and they go on my website, you know, they'll see a place there for books. If they go to this book, there's an area where they can register to take the course for free in September. There's one ah. in September and another one in November. The regular price of the course, it's $97. But just, you know, for this time around, I am uh, running the two cohorts on Facebook. Oh, wonderful. Do it for free with, with a book purchase. Oh, excellent. Excellent. When did the book come out? Did it just come out or came out a little it while came ago? came out, no, um, I, I guess six months ago. Ah, okay. Just oh, about, pretty new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the same time mine did as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and tell me about, well, actually, there are two books I want to ask you about. Uh, uh, the story of Eli Cohen. What's that book about? Oh, it's the beautiful story about this Israeli spy. And, you know, because of his contribution, Israel was able to secure the war and recover, you know, form the uh, state of Israel through his insights. It's just a beautiful story of courage. And the way I wrote it is to teach children uh, the power of courage. Ah, I see. I see. So that's one of your children's books. Yes. yes. Um, Why did you pick Eli to 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 write the story about? I was in Israel in two thousand and eight, and we went to the grave Ah. where they have a monument for Eli Cohen. His body isn't there because the Syrians are yet to tell us where the body is. Ah. And someone told the story, and I was in tears. And uh, oh my gosh I, I mean i'm jewish and i mm-hmm. have lots of friends that are jewish and when i came back and the first thing i asked do you know the story of elon cohen no one knew really? he was a hero 
and yet no one knew his contribution. I thought, I need to write about this man. Uh, yeah, I need the world to know about his, his contribution. Yeah, I, I actually didn't know about him, but my, my sister lives in Israel. I have family in Israel, so that's why it's like, the, 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 I'm curious about the story. So now I, I'm going to have to look it up and read it's it. It's a beautiful story, and yes, it's written you know, for children, but any adult can read it, and it's just beautiful. Wonderful. And then uh, uh, what's the best worst thing that happened to you? So the best worst thing that happened to me is a memoir. And this is where I really opened my life to the reader and Mm -hmm. explained to them how I went from being miserable and unhappy Mm -hmm. to being the architect of my own life. And Mm -hmm. the biggest lesson that I learned in writing this book and going through the journey is that we need to take personal responsibility for the mm-hmm. life that we are living. Because yeah. for me at the time, it was always someone else's fault. Yeah. The guy that betrayed me was my husband, my ex-husband's yeah. fault that didn't make me happy. Do, do you know what I mean? There was right. always the blame was on someone else. And what I discover is that when you change your frequency, when you change your mm-hmm. energy, you really change your life. And in order yeah. to do that, we need to take ownership of the yeah. good, the bad, and the ugly, because as harsh as it may sound, even the the pain and the sickness and the betrayals that we go through life, we unconsciously, energetically attract, mm. because mm. that's the energy that we are vibrating in. So the whole book is about how you take personal responsibility so that you can begin to actually create the life that you deserve. Mm -hmm. i'm curious with today's environment i mean we're coming out of the pandemic at least here in the united states people are getting vaccinated and and instances of covid has dropped tremendously but there's still a lot of anxiety there's a lot of trauma that i think people have experienced over the last 18 months around this how can gratitude help people today to sort of deal with the aftermath of what we've been through over the last year and a half? You know, I think a lot of it is perspective Mm. because what I always tell people when I hear people very scared and complaining we've lost two years. And I said to them, let's be grateful. Okay. The gratitude is that if there's any period in history in which this had to happen, thank God Mm. it happened now where science is so much more advanced where technology is so advanced even though we were in lockdown away from our families due to technology we could still keep a bond we could still keep connected right so that the vaccine or whatever you call it experimental vaccine or not was able to you know be put into the market so quickly thanks to where science is now imagine this had happened a century ago Right? Well, More people would have died. So to me, that's the gratitude. And it did. I mean, there was the Spanish flu of 1918 that right. killed yeah. 50 million people. 50 million. Yes. Okay. So we're not even, I don't know how many people have died from COVID. I know it's over a million, but it's like not even 10 million. So it, exactly. it's like. So that perspective right there is like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. You know, and it has taught us a lot of things. I mean, this virus has shown us that if there's any virus in, in, in our planet and in the world, it's us. We are the virus to our planet and right. we're causing a lot of damage. And now, you know, we're feeling what that is like. And the other thing that has taught us is how connected we are. I mean, this thing will yes. spread and will 
you know, will attack no matter what the race, no matter what the religion, no matter the, you know, the borders. Right. So really, we are in this together. And the only way that we can get out of it is by working together and caring yes. enough for one another. Absolutely. You're speaking my language. You're speaking my language. I've said it many times on my show that to me, one of the biggest lessons of all of this is the need to come together. And that that when we come together and work together, we can solve any problem. But if we stay divided, we're only going to hurt ourselves more and more as time goes on. Uh, I'm just curious, we got just a couple of minutes left. how do you feel about the future? Are you hopeful about the future? Are you concerned about the future? You know, a lot of people say, oh, my God, what are we doing? We're destroying the planet. There's not going to be anything for future generations. I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I see that there's a lot of hope and just things that we doesn't make it to the street media. Mm-hmm. I, I right. have faith in humanity, you know, because that is our true nature to cooperate, to protect it's not to compete and destroy one another in spite of what Darwin said, yeah. you know, that is not our true nature. So I am extremely hopeful for the future. And they say that the best way to, you know, to create the future is just to create it to from create the unknown. It. Right. right? So don't, you know, just jump in, have a, take a leap of faith into the unknown. Right. Right. If you see something you don't like, do something about it. Don't just complain about it. Yeah. All right, well, Laska, unfortunately, we're at the end of the show. If people want to learn more about you, about your work, or get in touch with you, um, do you want to give them your website? How would you yes, like people yes, to learn it's about just you? My name and my my first name, last name, WalescaLasso.com. Go to my website, and there you'll see various menus for books, for webinars, for the FMTG course. Everything's Wonderful. there. And 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 your name is spelled W A L E U S K A. L-A-Z-O. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Wonderful. Well, Leska, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. If you make it up to New York City, you got to let me know. We got to get together for a cup of iced tea in the summertime or something. Absolutely. Uh, Love love to be I know that we share an editor. Yes, and and so big. We all big, have to get together. <laughs> big thank you to Stephanie, the editor of my book, Everyday Awakening, yeah. was also the uh, editor of the Gratitude Blueprint. Thank her so much for connecting us. Uh, I think she kind of knew that we were kindred spirits. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> all right, thank you, and of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in week after week. Uh, you know, I see Patty and William on the Facebook Live. I know there are many more out there. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Without you, there is no show. And uh, please don't keep us a secret. Share it, especially if there's something you've gotten from this episode. Share it with your friends, your family members. Um, let, let's help more people to have access to this kind of information, uh, to this kind of knowledge so that we can all together create a better world around us so thank you all for tuning in uh coming up later today graham dobbin and his show the mind behind leadership frank harrison frank about health and johnny tsunami with planet pakalolo thank you all we will talk to you next week
and power. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.